0: Hey, everybody. Alex here. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Podcast of the Rings. Wanted to briefly interrupt before we get into the episode for a few uh, announcements and special thanks, housekeeping stuff at the top. Firstly, we are doing a Patreon goal uh, over at patreon.com slash podoftherings. When we get to 20 total patrons, we will be recording a Patreon-exclusive episode where we will watch and review the saucy Lord of the Rings parody film Lord of the G-Strings. And that episode is going to be only available to patrons. So, again, head on over to patreon.com slash of the rings, pledge at any level, and you will help support the show and get access to that exclusive episode when it is released. Also, we want to give a very special thanks to one of our patrons, Jesse Glassby. Thank you so much, Jesse, for pledging at that $10 Elven King level. Thank you so much for supporting the show. If you would also like to get a special thanks at the beginning of our episodes, head on over to patreon.com slash pot of the rings and pledge at the $10 level or above, and we'll shout you out at the beginning of each episode. All right, that's all our housekeeping stuff out of the way for this week, so Thanks again, everyone, for listening, and enjoy this week's episode.
1: Hello and welcome to Podcast of the Rings, the only podcast about Lord of the Rings ever to be broadcast today. <laughs> In the last That's 20 fair. minutes, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure it's happening elsewhere, but right now, the one you're listening to it, it's this is right, it's the first one. Uh, so welcome everybody to Podcast of the Rings. Uh, last week we talked about some lore, and then there was some serious news, so much so that it wasn't broken to us until Ben Goddard, former guest of Podcast of the Rings, <laughs> said I'm coming back onto the show to talk about it. And so we have Ben Goddard back. Welcome back, Ben.
2: That is on my business card. It is Ben Goddard, <laughs> former guest of Podcast of the Rings.
1: <laughs> I guess that's and a just, weird way to put it. <laughs> it's just like
2: one of those baseball stats. The best Lord of the Rings podcast you're listening to on February 27th in 2023.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, it will uh, be
1: no, true I, March 1st. But <laughs>
2: I saw this, and then we talked a little bit, uh, and I tagged you guys, and you know, I I did fall for a little bit of the internet trap, you know, because that's all social media platforms do like you know discussing film and variety and you know slash film and whatever they 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 pick a line either out of like an article or an interview that will get the most retweets without people reading the article. And granted right. there was no article attached to this, but I can't remember what tweet I retweeted but it was like Lord of the Ring Warner Brothers set for Lord of the Rings reboot, which makes it sound like they're remaking the movies, it but sure I does. don't think that's the right. case. I think in in the same thing that we talked about where, you know, they called Glass Onion a Knives Out sequel when it should have been like, you know, a Benoit Blanc mystery or something like that, or uh, Harley Quinn and, the, and Birds of Prey I instead of the Birds of Prey. That. Like, people need that name. Yeah, people need that name recognition. And I think that's why they called it a Lord of the Rings reboot rather than like more Middle Earth stories coming, even though I think especially with Rings of Power coming out this exact year, like, or actually last year, sorry, it's 2023, uh, I think people would have gotten on board with Middle Earth, like more Middle Earth stories coming from Warner Brothers.
0: And for, for the, to back it up a little bit, for those who don't, if you've been living under a rock for the
1: past- If you week, don't live in Arda.
0: Exactly. Uh, if you don't know, it was announced that Warner Brothers made a deal with uh, Embracer Group- who just last year, over the summer, I believe, acquired the rights from uh, the Estate. Saul Zaints Company uh. um, to make films, to make video games, uh, theme park attractions, uh, pretty much anything except TV, because that's complicated with the rights. Uh, Warner Brothers has reached a deal with Embracer um, to basically make more films. Um, this I feel like was kind of an inevitability. Like when I, I I remember when I first heard the news that Embracer acquired the rights, it was like, okay, they're jumping on this when the rings of power hype is is hot because they know they're going to be able to cut a deal. Um, well, yeah, I like think, you-
1: I think Ben's point is also that um I don't think Middle Earth is such a foreign term that people won't know what that's about if they said that, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I agree with Ben's point about the sensational clickbaity headline of Lord of the Rings reboot. Um,
1: And it worked, right? Everyone was talking about it. Yep.
0: Yeah. But they could have, they could have easily said middle earth films. It would have been more accurate. Um, So the, the article that I have pulled up is the, the Hollywood reporter. I think they were one of the first um, to, to
1: break the news. Yeah.
0: I'm not sure if they were the first, but in, in the Hollywood Reporter article, um, th- they specifically have a statement, uh, I can't remember, let me see, from, let's see, Michael DeLuca and Pamela Abdi. They specifically say in this article that um, the Peter Jackson film trilogy is iconic. Uh, they call it a landmark series of films. And that they're looking forward to exploring more in that world. So they kind of, I think, explicitly say we're not interested in rebooting the Lord of the Rings story. We just want to tell stories in this world. They spe- they use the term cinematic world, which, mm-hmm. ugh, yeah, exactly, Jess. Like the whole cinematic universe thing. I I have mixed feelings about um, because I think pretty much everybody but Marvel has failed. Uh to and kind of do um, that. the
2: conjuring. The conjuring. Uh,
0: oh yeah, sure. Yeah. The, the, is that like the what is it, Annabelle? Yeah, and, Annabelle
2: uh yeah. and the nun. Like so, like I mean, granted, very different between, you know, two hundred million dollar movies that need to make a billion dollars to to profit and you know thirty million dollar <laughs> movies that need one good weekend. But still, hey, uh James Wan, he makes money that's all like he just prints money that dude is are we
1: also standing here today and saying that tyler perry doesn't have his own cinematic universe (laughs) (laughs) and that it isn't successful because i think that that's a very successful cinematic universe
0: yeah i think that's the difference be careful that's the difference between a, a a major studio at the helm and an auteur at the helm though i think there's a there's a difference there. I don't
1: know. I, I just say that I, that I, I, Medea has her own world that she is living Shark. in. I'm, I'm these saying these are facts. These are I'm just, just the facts. I'm, and Sharknado is hot on the heels of that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Fast and Furious, but besides Hobbs and Shaw, which did okay, but even you know didn't do as well as they thought it would. Um, there hasn't been like any spinoffs like there needs to be spinoffs for it to be like a universe not like a franchise franchise. yeah yeah that's Um, interesting
1: yeah it's like it's like tv spinoffs in its day when fraser fraser people forgot fraser was from cheers you know or you were of a certain age you didn't know that and yeah having a standalone universal movie that doesn't have the title iron man in it and still being successful yeah i got mm
0: -hmm. it yeah and and I it it'll be interesting to see how this kind of interacts and what the play here is between this franchise that is now going to be a franchise as opposed to just uh, it's two trilogies um and how that kind of interacts with uh, the Rings of Power show cuz we we're going to have these things coexisting um at the same time sort of two takes on um on middle earth uh, i'm assuming they're not going to go in the same direction back, yeah. rings of power is going yeah uh, like so th- they hint in the article that well this is speculation by the writer that uh it's possible that we will have essentially spin-off stories uh of beloved characters from the lord of the rings like we could have a gandalf movie we could have uh, the Adventures of Young Aragorn. Uh, we could have. Oh, uh, uh, I, I think one of the things that popped to my mind was like a movie about Legolas.
1: We don't well, really what know about it. a Legolas and Gimli post-war? Like, bro. literally, what Whoa. I
2: have in my notes.
1: Jess. <laughs> literally, because like I didn't.
2: A- I wasn't aware that they were avoiding TV because I have this as an anthology series. Because whether you love or hate. Uh, rings of power whatever your feelings on it you can't deny that it's a little slow with the overall narrative there's a lot of world building we need to do so I think that just an anthology in the in the same vein of like you know love death and robots where you just tell a story and it mm. can be however long you know a black mirror where you know there's so all like smart. an overall theme of like yeah yeah, uh, you know, AI and technology is bad is the overall theme of Black Mirror. And this could just be like middle earth short stories, and one of them could be Legolas and Gimli, like you know, exploring caves and going on bromantical adventures. That'd be awesome.
0: Uh, a I,
1: buddy know, road
2: trip movie. Exactly. Yeah. Well,
1: uh, yeah, so that so that actually um is this Michael the Michael Sarah then?
2: As, as Legolas and Jonah Hill as Gimli. <laughs> <laughs> Green light it right now.
1: Sold. Oh, Honestly, another, it's so good.
2: Real quick, Another. Uh, we, we lost uh, the amazing Richard Belzer uh, last week. From uh, well, You guys probably know him from Law & Order. But he had, I saw this tweet, that, and I'm looking at it right now. He had his own cinematic universe where Richard Belzer uh, appeared as Detective Munch on Homicide, Law & Order, SVU, Trial by Jury, The Wire, 30 Rock, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, The Beat, Arrested Development, and The X-Files.
1: Also, St. Is- elsewhere.
2: Too. Oh, you! I didn't know like this. So,
1: so I poorly, poorly, poorly explained this on the Scott and Jess in the morning news show this past Friday. But because Richard Belger shows up as Detective Munch in St. Elsewhere, not a single TV show in that universe that he shows up in and then has a spinoff from there. It all exists in the St. Elsewhere kid's mind who who has like basically the end of st elsewhere's it pulls out and a kid has been looking at a snow globe and has been we're supposed to believe that this kid has made up the stories for the last three years that this tv show was on or however long so everything that that kid created is in that snow globe including law and order x files all those things
0: oh i I know yes the the tommy tommy westfall universe theory that It's just the amazing, the branching out. I feel like we gone are the days of the crossovers. You know, Uh,
1: I don't think that's right. Like all
0: those, all
2: those procedurals, like the the Chicago Fire, the Chicago Fire, like all you know. Now there's like you know Chicago Fire, uh, Hospital, ER, uh, maternity ward. Yeah, Uh, yeah. There's all those. Okay, Uh, I think they crossover a lot, and then. Maybe, like, there's more than one 911 show now? I'm not sure. I think
1: that's right. And then, also, they did it. We talked about this. The The Rookie has the Fed's Rookie, and they call it the Rookie Universe. <laughs> so it's oh, the one really? with, what's his face? It's so dumb, but... I'm, it, it, <laughs> oh, it, Nathan Fillion? Like, yeah, but and then, uh, Lise, lee Lee she is her name, I guess? I don't, I'm, jeez, I should know her name. Um, but also, so... So, there's the rookie universe, literally, is what they're calling it. And then uh, Grey's Anatomy crosses over with Station 19 all the time because they're trying to get people to watch Station 19. So, all of the people from the fire department in Seattle bring all the sick people to Seattle Grace, essentially. So
0: do you think that with this new deal, then, we're going to get a Game of Thrones Middle Earth crossover? Those universes are now going to be connected.
1: Not if there's not a TV element to it.
0: I don't know. Just saying, what's I what would be more financially successful than crossing over those two two franchises?
1: What? How? I would love
0: to see
2: Aragorn play in the Game of Thrones like Yeah. <laughs> he's we, way and, too and then honorable. we could have a
0: fun Sean Bean Spider-Man meme moment. It's very true. Because he plays two characters. This is actually when you're at your
1: worst. (laughs) 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 This is Alex at his worst right now. (laughs) Just an agent of chaos. Oh no, you're not. I'm supposed to be. Okay. Um, Well, so that's that's kind of the one of the things we were going to talk about is like, did we need to do this? How does Rings of Power play into this whole world? If they're doing it, what do we want to see them doing it? And then we're going to round out today with um, some dream casting or some of our hopes. We have um, a couple of Patreon suggestions as to dream casting that people might want to see. I think I wanted to talk about Rings of Power first, though, because one of the things that can be criticized about it was how many times it nodded towards Peter Jackson. But if I'm extrapolating from the reporter's report about it properly, the, the new creators over at Warner Brothers also want to make sure that they're nodding to it. So it seems like everything's going to rhyme.
0: So I, I have a quote from the Hollywood Reporter article that addresses this. Uh, it says, In a statement, Peter Jackson and his uh, Lord of the Rings partners, Fran Walsh and Phil Boboyens, noted that they were aware of the latest development And they said that Warner Brothers and Embracer have kept us in the loop every step of the way. We look forward to speaking with them further to hear their vision for the franchise moving forward. And then a note from the writer here. Jackson previously noted that Amazon asked him to be involved on its Lord of the Rings TV show, but then did not follow up. So it sounds like uh, Warner Brothers is learning from Amazon's mistake, if you can call it a mistake. And they want to have Peter Jackson and company involved. And so I think we're going to see more than just nods to the Jackson universe. I think this is going to be Peter Jackson being directly involved, would be my guess, and overseeing the vision. Um, I don't want to say... Uh, Go as far as saying he's going to be a Kevin Feige type for for this, but I mean, if they want to follow the successful model or attempt to follow the successful model of the MCU, they might try and do that with Peter Jackson and be like, "Hey, you can oversee this vision uh, with us."
2: I think it's the best place for him because you know he hasn't directed a movie like a a a cinematic movie. a non documentary feature. Sorry, I don't know the exact term. Like, you know, he's directed two very good documentaries in They Shall Not Grow Old and, you know, the Beatles stuff that he did for Disney Plus. Um, but I think, you know, an executive producer, like artistic lead, like whatever position that he's given, like he uh, a steady hand on that wheel would be great. And, you know, I don't think Warner Brothers will make the. You know, we've talked about it at length, you know, the quote unquote mistake as they laughed their way to the bank of rushing the Hobbit trilogy. But and even the mistake of like, oh, we need another trilogy because I feel like, you know, Disney kind of got into that with Star Wars where they're like, no, this next the you know, the sequel trilogy needs to be a trilogy because they've done trilogies before when, you know, it could have done with, you know, maybe two movies, maybe four, you know, it didn't need to be three exactly. And you really felt that by the time Rise of Skywalker came out. But I I think I like this. I'd like some TV because, you know, in the same vein of like, Oh, we're going to nod to Lord of the Rings. You see that. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever watched Fargo on Hulu, uh, Mm two of the best seasons of television of one and two of Fargo, where you can see so many nods to either Fargo itself or other Coen Brothers works. Like in season two, there's a big, you know, um, no country for old men kind of shootout. That's very, very similar. So there's lots of good nods in there too, without it being, you know, quote unquote, that bad fan service, you know, the fans that, that, that trigger word that everybody has fan service, Uh, Where you can nod to something and and respect it and acknowledge it, but not like go overboard with it.
0: Totally.
1: Well, I I think you just mentioned another universe too. Is I guess it's the television universe, but Fargo has its own universe.
0: That's very true. Yeah, they are all connected.
1: So you're dumb, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I
0: just, you know what? Maybe I just don't watch enough TV these days. No, it's all coming to me right now. It is too much. Um. So I would say uh, the other thing that is interesting about this is um, next year we are getting, uh, and this was slated, I, it, this has been in production for a while because it's an animated film and those take forever, um, but we are getting The War of the Rohirrim next year coming out that was already on the slate before this deal was reached so there was kind of in my mind questions about what was going to be happening with that uh when this when embracer acquired the rights um i'm interested to hear what you guys think about what these uh what these movies what might be um because we have we have the lord of the rings trilogy we have the hobbit trilogy what are things, are, are there any characters you, you want to see fleshed out? Are there um, s- stories, bits of lore, anything like that? Or, um, yeah, what, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I'd love
2: for, like, if we did all animated, I'd be completely okay with it. You know, you know, uh, Star Wars did Visions, where, you know, they did a bunch of different anime, like different uh, Japanese anime studios got to do a bunch of different stories, and also, you know, in that way, like you could have the voices of, like, you know, Orlando Bloom, because as anyone can age gracefully, like it is impossible to portray an immortal, ageless elf that doesn't, like, doesn't yes. go past the. Certain... Now, guys, we we've got the de aging technology. You know, if Warner Brothers, uh, can get that stuff, like, it's definitely improved. I think Sam Jackson looked great in Captain Marvel. Uh, I think Mark Hamill looked freaky as heck in uh, Mandel in that first uh. Uh, reveal in Mandalorian, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I had I had Gimli and Legolas go on uh adventures, and I think like that's that's a greenlit movie right there. Now I yeah. don't know. Um, I was thinking Will Poulter for the new Legolas, uh, because he is all Marvel buffed out, and you know he has really come into his own. Of like, he's gorgeous and just looking mm. all ripped and everything for Gimli. I, I don't know. I I wasn't thinking of fan casting just yet, but, um, I'll think but of that. I, I, that
0: is an interesting point that I hadn't considered even, which is funny because we'd have an animated Lord of the Rings movie coming out next year, but of them doing a mix of live action and animated mm-hmm. stuff. Cause there are, yeah. I mean, you could bring back the old cast, like, um, You know, when I was thinking of a Legolas uh, casting, I was like, "Oh man, I—it's just so ingrained in my mind as Orlando Bloom. It's so tough as Legolas. But yeah, they could just bring him back with the voice. That's a a really, really good point.
1: Will Poulter, I didn't know that's who his his name was. And the first time I remember seeing him was in Bandersnatch, and he's such a little pos in that. (laughs) And he has gone from weird, awkward-looking kid. Yeah to somewhat hunky?
2: No, it, he has gone full marvelized like workout. How? He's going to play um Adam uh Warlock. Yeah, Adam Warlock in the new Guardians movie. And he is, like, he's got his hair all blow-dried and poofed out. He's, like, he's worked out, man. He is. How
1: did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> I was very...
2: We all were surprised.
1: <laughs> the world is surprised. Yeah. You know what? It's, it's, he kept on working through his awkward phase. Yeah. Because he was such a good actor. Like, he... Like, you don't sometimes survive that weird, awkward phase of being a teenager if you started out as a child actor, unless you're a good actor, which I think is true for him. I mean, everyone talks about that with uh, Pattinson from. well, I guess he was pretty good looking, and
2: <laughs> whoa, well, because so, wait, what? Robert I Pattinson, people gorgeous. Cedric Diggory yeah, went yeah. into <laughs> gorgeous Edward went into,
1: like, what? I know. I remember people going, "You'll never believe this guy is that guy."
2: Oh my god, so people. It,
1: it's I funny know. you
0: you bring up Robert Pattinson because he is on my list, and I have two options for him. I don't I don't, don't want to get into one of them because we'll get into that later. Because I have so many deep lore thoughts about what movies they could make. All
2: right, I've got Alex's pick is either young Aragorn or yes. um, uh, what's the the te- the ancient tale that Aragorn is singing about? Luthien and Baron, Luthien.
0: Baron and
1: Luthien.
2: I that yeah, that's the two he, picks
1: I have. Oh, I do not even think has.
0: about that. He could be a he could be a baron.
1: No, I would not want to watch. Bring it. back Kristen Stewart but, for Luthia, baby. Let's go! Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. No.
0: There's the crossover we need.
1: Right? I think she won't do a movie unless she's dating a woman in it anymore. I I have no idea (laughs) if that's true or
2: not. Uh, I do have uh, Aragorn, played by Viggo Mortensen, fourth age Aragorn, uh, ruling as a king. Um,
1: Bringing back Liv Tyler. I was just thinking that. Yeah.
2: I I haven't seen Liv Tyler, but again, like even if they... "Quote unquote," aged everybody ages. You have de aging technology you can use on on Liv Tyler if you really feel the need to. But the last time I saw her, she was still looking gorgeous as ever and uh, ethereal as ever. So I think,
1: for however old he looks, she can look older, but we can just believe he's just another hundred years and he's about to die. Like it's the it's like the preamble yeah. right before he dies and what she does without him. So oh, what, see, I is... have him
2: at his like his height, where like he's old, but you know. Like, he's uh, Numenorian old, where they just get, like, more powerful with age.
1: Uh So
2: I have him, like, at the height of, like, the men of Gondor, like, bringing that. Because I want to see that kingdom, you know? We only saw, like...
1: Let's see that tree bloom, man. I want to see that tree bloom, baby.
0: What's what's interesting about that is you could do a lot with that. You could do sort of Gondor at its height, but uh, fun trivia tidbit, um, Tolkien actually did complete, I think only like 20 pages of a sequel to Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. And it was set in the rule of Aragorn's son called The New Shadow. And it was going to be about um, how there was this cult and even though Sauron had been defeated, there was still evil in the land. And so you could have uh, maybe a nod to that story. You could have Aragorn, um, maybe he's passed on rule to his son, and we get to see his son Eldarion rule but he's still kind of in the background. Um that's a yeah that would be a, a cool idea. And that that was one of the things that um really got my mind going about this was what are they going to focus on timeline-wise? Are we going to have you know are they going to just do whatever they want and do things set before Lord of the Rings in the third age and maybe even going into the second age or potentially first age or are they going to do things set after um, you know, what's the plan going to be? Cause in these cinematic universes that we've seen, um, you know, the MCU being successful, it's, they're going chronological. Um, mm-hmm. so my thought was it would make sense. Like there's so many great third age stories that you could tell before Lord of the Rings. Um, s- some including characters that we know, um, there's a lot of blank canvas, like with Legolas and and Gimli. Um, the the one I was thinking was you have um, the the story of uh, Balin and uh, the company he takes uh, with like Owen and Ori going to like colonize Moria. You Ooh, could like have that. a uh, a Balrog uh, cameo. Uh, in in the colonization of Moria, and you could, I mean, you could even bring back some of the actors from from the Hobbit trilogy with that. Uh, Ken Stott's, like, think of think of a movie led by one of the best dwarf actors in the Hobbit trilogy, a, a lead role for Ken Stott. That'd be kind of cool.
2: I'd love that. Now, do the do does Balin and them ever run into the the Balrog, or do they just like get overtaken by orcs?
0: Yeah, no, they just get overtaken by orcs. Okay, um, got it. Yeah, the Balrog is is woken uh, before. Leap. Yes, by...
1: <laughs> Thank I reg- you. I
0: regret bringing you back onto the
1: podcast, Thank you so much. It didn't so take long, everybody. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> i I'll die on that hill. I never said it was a good choice. I'm just saying that's the choice they made, so... Um, We actually did have a great suggestion, which I don't know how I feel about this, but it's it's, here's something that people I've seen them decry, call for, want, but suggest may never happen because he seems to be cut out every time. No Tom Bombadil, y'all. Because oh. you just can't make it work, right? You're just like, how do we get this guy? How do we not make it look like we just went to the carnival? You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure it's got to be hard to portray him. However, Nick our-
2: Offerman and Megan Mullally as uh, oh Tom Bombadil and his wife. Done. Oh my God. And I can't think That's of the That's so good. I can't think of the the wife's Moon name. River
1: so, Water uh, Child. Here's uh, the thing: I, I will say what Graham, our Patreon member, said. He said Zach Galifianakis. Okay, yeah, I, See I, it, don't, yeah. I don't think that he's right, <laughs> but it, but I like that he, it could be funny. I mean, I love. I think I think Graham is saying uh, he'd bring a lot of. He said he'd bring a bit of tempest to the role.
2: But I feel Z- like Tom Zach- is like so unbothered by everything. Like, yeah, he's, he's kind like of one of the zen people master. that could have easily taken like Tom Bombadil is one of the people that could have skipped to Mordor and thrown the the ring into Mount Doom with like zero trouble. Should have, but he just didn't want to leave the woods. <laughs> yeah.
0: Here, here's a here's a thought for that movie. Um, I love I love you could go either Zach or Nick. I think going Zach Alvanakis fits with this idea that just popped into my mind which okay. is wh- talking about doing animated you could do an animated tom bombadil movie mm. and it's it's just and you can do a nod to the book you can call it the adventures of tom bombadil and it's just tom bombadil going around middle earth and you can have it be just whatever time because tom bombadil's been there since the beginning yep uh you could just have him going around and it turns out Unbeknownst to the reader, that Tom has been in the background of everything. He's been oh. there for all the major events <laughs> of the history of Arda, and so it's him just going around with with Goldberry, and they're just hanging out, watching from the sidelines. And maybe you can have them like, "Oh, this thing that happened actually was Tom Bombadil, kind of like affecting the world, but nobody knew. He, nobody saw him. Nobody knew he was there. He's all just right, hopping I, around."
1: I one up Nick Offerman and offer Kurt Russell and. Goldie Hawn if you're I'm just remembering oh, her name that's
2: so great yeah. I love that because
1: I think Nick Offerman is just I mean he's a joyous person but he plays upset I guess well I guess the reason why Nick Offerman is good is because he could kick some butt if he needed to because he really can just go into it but like I, I view Tom Bombadil as just joyful
2: yeah that's fair
1: But not that Kurt Russell isn't, but that's why it was so good to make him Star-Lord's dad and Chris Pratt's dad, because it's kind of like the passing of the torch. Like, you get to be the funny, you know, hero, hero, heroine for him. I can't. Forget it. (laughs) Good (laughs) night.
2: It just kept getting worse. Uh, No, but I I really do love Kurt Russell, because, like, Christmas Chronicles is not I, I judge Christmas movies like on a different scale than like actual movies. Fair, fair. So like while I don't think Christmas Chronicles is a great movie, I think he's one of, if not possibly the best Santa in in Christmas movie really? history. Like he's up there. He's at least top five. At the like at the bare minimum, he's top five Santa's. You're saying and you're
1: saying Ed Asner isn't number one.
2: No. I know he's, is, not. No, <laughs> he's not. He's not just not. <laughs> like uh Richard Attenborough is higher than Ed Asner from Mir- the new miracle on 34th oh, street. We'll new is in, you know, the 90s. Yes. Um but uh yeah, you watch those Christmas Chronicles movies and he is in the cheapest looking set of a jail cell playing blues music as Santa Claus and he is giving a 110%. There like Kurt Russell is the definition of there are no small parts, just small actors like so good. So, yeah, I I rescind my Nick Offerman, and I'm fully endorsing uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn.
1: Gosh, it's good. I'm enjoying that. Uh, sounds real fun to me. I, again, I still think I like, I like where you're going with Alex. It actually could play into a, an anthology to uh, Ben's earlier idea, and it's kind of got like a what-if vibe. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And that's why I think you do it animated, and then you can easily jump around wherever you want because it's animated.
1: Gosh. I
2: really think animated, like animated has made such a, I don't want to say comeback because animated movies make a lot of money all the time, but I feel like more recently with anime becoming such a more known genre and more popular genre with, you know, Attack on Titan and, you know, Demon Slayer, the latest Demon Slayer movie is the highest grossing animated movie of all time. It finally passed um, Spirited Away. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so someone, I feel like... P-
1: someone give Abby a call. Congratulate her. Yeah.
2: Uh, it, it's becoming more... It's getting more recognition. And so I think that if you release like an animated Lord of the Rings movie, which I didn't even know about The Rite of the Rohirrim, that sounds awesome. But I think if you did animate it... And also there's that suspension of disbelief where, you know, if Legolas does the Super Mario, you know walk in an animated movie i'm going to believe that more just because your mind is like oh it's animated you can do those things like you watch, like the newest uh puss in boots movie was insanely good and puss is like you know swinging on swords and like attacking like this forest giant in within 30 seconds of the movie and you're like yeah this seems about right like there's a cat in boots with a sword fighting a forest giant like yeah i'm i'm okay with that and so there's that suspension of disbelief of like, with this fantasy series, which we're all on board for, but with that animated side to it, I feel like people will be more accepting of some of the goofier stuff or some of the lighter hearted stuff where you can combine like maybe some serious action with that, where those tones really clash in that Hobbit trilogy.
0: Yeah, 100%. It, it just, it, it is part of the style that you're sort of suspending your disbelief just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um Absolutely. And could lead to some cool stuff. Um so one more idea that I had, go with me on this. Um speaking of Rohan, the the War of the Rohirrim movie coming out, we could also in in the third age explore the uh the story of Errol the Young. So he is one of the characters mentioned. Um, in the Lord of the Rings, the first king of Rohan. Um, so basically, imagine this is the, the this is the origin story of how Rohan came into existence. I think this would be such a, a fertile uh, ground for them to to tell this story. We know a little bit about it, um, but they they could similarly to um, uh, Rings of Power this is like all stuff coming from the appendices um and they could flesh out add new characters uh do so much with it um so do you guys have any thoughts who would you want to see who do you think could play the first king of rohan think you know i mean who because who, who did we have in, in the peter jackson we had uh carl urban as Amr and um uh what's the What's the king king And I'm trying to remember the actor's name. I John terrible. something,
1: some j- jerk. I should
0: know this, names. but I don't. I, I don't. can't <laughs> think of it. He
1: was mean about Ring of Power. He's like, oh, so I don't count it as Lord of the Rings. I won't be watching it. And I'm oh, like, that's
2: right. Yeah, he yeah, was very he was, dismissive about it.
1: He was a jerk yeah. about it, and good. Like you know, just just be happy for what you did. You know, don't tear down other people. That's kind of where I'm at. Like. Don't he's, It felt very Kevin Sorbo to me, even though I'm sure it's not. Okay, as okay, a okay, okay, okay.
2: We're not, <laughs> not going to put him with Kevin Sorbo, okay? <laughs> a, bridge, <trying> to...
1: <laughs> a bridge too
2: far. Oh, all right, all right.
1: I'm just saying it felt like, all right, dude, we like you, but not that much that you can't say, but you can say whatever you want. Yeah. Um, so, what are you saying, Alex? Another. Another Theoden, or
0: yeah, like who who do you guys think is a, a, another another actor who could portray the first king, the the most y Theoden, the first king of Rohan, who has that? I don't, um,
2: that I don't vibe know to about this specific role. I just know that I need to see Ray Fiennes in this mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. Okay. he is so good in Harry Potter. You oh. know, I just watched the menu, um, and he's just. Maybe he could play like, uh, you know, I have, you guys talked about Ungoliant last week and I'm such a fan of that story. Uh, you know, I want to see that put to screen, like just hit, uh, yeah. Morgoth and Ungoliant. And I think, I don't know how many uh, truly evil people uh, Ray Fiennes can mentally handle playing in one acting lifetime, right. but I think he'd make an incredible uh, Melkor. I think he'd be
0: so good. I-
1: I think I he offer could... this Sauron.
0: Oh, okay. Ooh, a young younger Saruman he could be good as. I think. Um, I think Melkor, or he could be um, the Witch King. I think.
2: Oh, like and... getting seduced,
0: or just no, like. Well, yeah, yeah, we could. I mean, I, I think that's treading on rings of power territory, mm. but I think post um seduction because one of the one of the ideas I, I had for movies they could potentially explore would be um what is informally referred to by fans as the Angmar Wars, which was essentially the Witch King uh fighting against the northern kingdom of Arnor. And so you have you could have him as the big bad for that uh movie or movies because they could I I know we you know you had kind of said, well, I don't know if they want to do another trilogy, but if they did do a trilogy, they if they were to do another trilogy, I think the Angmar Wars would be the perfect fodder for that. And I think having, having a guy like him who could play villains as the Witch King, a more fleshed out version of the Witch King, that is, uh, we see more of their motivations and their character than we do in, in the Peter Jackson adaptation where he's kind of just a monster, you know, Yeah, uh, could be cool. Um, uh I I think he could he could be a good a, a good villain for that arc.
2: I can see it. Uh I I can't lie. Um <laughs> your foundation of uh Rohan sounds like it's going to flop at the box office.
1: Yeah. What
2: what's the conflict? I, I'm curious. So, I want to know more yeah, cuz like you so, brought this up for a reason. You know more lore than any yeah, two people so, combined.
0: So here's the here's the story in a nutshell is uh, essentially you have you have the easterlings uh, who th- these two groups known as the Wayne riders and the um Balcoff, and they're
1: are you having a stroke?
0: yes they're invading <laughs> invading balkoff uh, me bro <laughs> <laughs> i'm
1: i'm yeah, i'm i'm an infection <laughs> ben leave hurry <laughs> taste your own go medicine go there
0: me. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that that's what the uh, that's what the men of the north, the Aothead, were saying when they were being invaded by okay. the Wayan Riders. They were saying, okay, "Back God. off!" Um, <laughs> Bandwagon's full,
2: there, buddy. All right. <laughs>
0: uh, so, basically, the ancestors of the Rohirrim—they're living in the north. Um, they're getting taken out. Gondor tries to help them. One of their kings dies in in aid, and then eventually, these these men from the east are just taking over all these lands and uh, Gondor is uh, being invaded, and they call upon the Aothead, and uh, Errol the Young comes down with a massive force um, and helps out the Gondorians in this conflict, uh, and at the end of the conflict, um, that is, they are gifted the land of the Calenton. Um, uh, Calenthan Kalanthan? Can't remember what it is basically what was known as uh what is rohan um in the third age that we know used to be part of gondor it's gifted to the afad and um that that's the 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 story in a nutshell um so it would be kind of this uh very grim i think kind of tale of these people trying to survive this invasion um you know, maybe warning warning the Gondorians they don't heed their aid, and then uh, this force comes knocking at their door. Um, it's the origin of uh, the, the idea, which is not, un- unfortunately, it's not in the Peter Jackson films, uh, but the notion of the red arrow, uh, uh, something that is gifted to uh, uh, people when Gondor needs aid. It is a symbol of that, so we could have that sort of reveal the origin of that. Uh, I think there's, it, it's it's an interesting story it gives, you know, foundation to like where did where did the Rohirrim uh the Erlingus come from? Uh, we can see the foundation of their their kingdom, see their glory in battle. It would I be mean, like we know, just a war movie. We know so much about
2: Errolingus, but does
0: anybody know about
2: <laughs>
1: no you can't wow. you can't you,
0: get you know what
1: though people stopped listening when Alex were talking, was talking and they started listening again
0: kind of what
2: I, could, I huh? couldn't even get through it I'm sorry What you said aerolingus I missed
0: ben everything can't, Ben out can't of get that. through kind of lingus
1: that's what I heard uh, <laughs> Jesus You are drunk. Uh, Go to jail. I'm drunk. (laughs) Absolutely.
2: Another actor I do want to see, though, is Anya Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy is literally an elf. Like, she is literally an elf of Middle Earth. So, uh, Warner Brothers, there is no uh, asking price too high to get her in this, uh, you know, in
0: these movies. Who I think she would be great as is um, if they do a Baron and Luthien story, Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, she could mm be Melian. Because Anya Taylor-Joy has this, like, otherworldly look about her. Yes. Like, you're saying, like, this elf thing. But I think having her, she she might be a little young for Melian, but, like, I mean, Melian's a Maya. She could take whatever form she wants, so she could choose to be young, even though she's ancient. So, since Um, you've
1: never told me the story of Baron Luthien, like, I wanted you to, who the heck is Melian?
0: Melian is Luthien's mother, um... She is the wife of um, uh, Thingol, who's the king, who one of the leaders of the the three houses of the elves that chooses to stay behind in Middle Earth.
1: So you're telling me Luthien isn't just a high elf; she's a half maya Correct. So that's why the Noldorians, the not the Noldor, the 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 guys. Gondor, Nold, uh, the, uh, from Lord Rings of Power. Numen- the the Numenorians. Numenorians are like insane, not just because yeah, they're. V- elves. There,
0: is, there is a, a hint of, of Maya ancestry. What? E- even in Aragorn, there's a, a
1: tiny little
0: bit that's very diluted. Um, it's
1: kind of like how Sicky Stackhouse has fairy blood. And Bill, the vampire, can smell it on her, and that's why they want to eat her blood, because she tastes good, and vampires almost wiped out all of the fairies. And Suki didn't know she had fairy blood until it was revealed that her grandma and the lineage and...
0: Now I know how you feel i didn't follow any of that <laughs> uh,
1: which is exactly why which is why i kept on going <laughs> yeah
2: it's you exactly really the same some true blood lore yeah. right there
1: <laughs> i i i actually am so sad i know so much <laughs> when really all i really wanted to see was you know n- n- more of it. alexander skarsgård that's all i really wanted he'd be Ooh. good
0: in this too i was gonna say who Ooh. could who could
1: he be he's elrond let's go
0: or I, mean, uh,
2: I haven't seen Infinity Pool, but I know him and Mia Goth are in that, and I just I've been loving Mia Goth. Uh so like I feel like if we team them up again,
1: he's getting about, pretty old though, and I don't mean that in an ageist way. I just don't think What about Glorfindel for him, maybe?
2: Glorfindel Shh. is supposed to be like just a renowned badass. What so. if he's the
1: prince? Or what if he's um Aomer? Or what if he's I guess he's not he's too old for aomer Is he a Theoden? or is he a Deneth? No, he's not Denethor.
2: Well we could do, you know, we could stick with Rohan and do aomer uh, you know, post fourth age as well. Like, cause doesn't he go to rule
0: uh uh Rohan? Yeah, yeah, he he rules over them. Yeah. What uh, is
1: Faramir doing right now, you guys?
0: He's, he's settling down to,
1: uh, yeah. with Aowin. So why aren't we looking at that story? I, I want to rom-com. I think he
0: becomes uh uh steward not steward. He, he, be, he serves under uh, Aragorn, I believe.
1: I want to watch a episode. family drama with Eowyn and Faramir.
0: <laughs> oh, you know what we could do? Because so they, <laughs> this is so dumb. <laughs> this is so dumb as I'm thinking of it. they They sort of hit it off, right, in the Houses of Healing. So,
2: if, Scrubs, if, but with Lord of the Rings.
0: Exactly, Ben. We're trying to expand this no. franchise. We're trying to appeal to as broad a possible audience <laughs> as we can. We need to diversify genres. So, we have a medical procedural starring <laughs> Faravir and Eowyn, uh, you know, presiding over the Houses of Healing. And yeah, we have a Scrubs or a, a Grey's Anatomy uh, series uh, in, in Minas Tirith. Oh
2: my God. That's the worst. That is the absolute (laughs) worst. Uh, I had, I'm just trying to
0: make sure that this brand survives and makes as much money for Warner as possible.
2: Oh, I had a good one, uh, but only, uh, with the, you know, the anthology series, uh, in mind. But I know we get a little bit of it, um, in the movies, but how is Hildur dies? Because that whole thing is, like, this long siege that takes place overnight. And, like, he's... And we can go into, like, the contemplation of, like, if he made the right decision. And, like, is this curse already, like, besieging him? And, like, besieging his house and his lineage? Uh, Because that's, like, a really intense story. Where they get, like, surrounded by an orc army. And, you know, the only person to survive is, like, this scout that sneaks away to, like, tell the story, basically. Uh, So I think that'd be a, a really cool one. And, you know... Hire like another, uh, but that's the thing is that we have in door in Rings of Power yeah. right now.
1: I think so. that that's what we're gonna see too. I think, or, don't they have plans for at least four seasons?
0: I yeah, I, I thought it was my, five. My belief, I think
1: we're gonna see that happen. Is my yeah.
0: Point. My belief is that we're probably gonna have the big climax of that series be, um, uh, uh the, the War of Alliance. The Last Alliance, and if. I I doubt they would go as far as the disaster at Gladden Fields, which is where Isildur is killed, Um, but they'll probably hint at that. So I don't think that Warner Brothers is going to want to step on the toes of... I I mean, they're already competing enough with the fact that when they're going to be putting these films out... Um, there's going to be a Lord of the Rings on TV, so that's competition already. I so, don't know, I, man, I, we got
2: like nine Jokers right now. So, like nine Jokers, we literally have possibly three or more Batman coming out in the Flash movie. So, like, I, I'd be okay with more than one sealed order. <laughs> like, I,
0: I, I would, I, I would too personally. I'm just thinking business decision wise. Yeah. If if they would say let's stay away from anything that um, Amazon could be doing. Um, I think they might make that choice. Um, I mean to be honest, as much as all of, a lot of these ideas are awesome, I think the most likely situation we're going to get is just movies starring the main characters from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, uh, so that's
2: like do, what would you guys want to see? Like so we've got Aragorn in the Fourth Age, we've got yeah. Legolas and Gimli buddy adventures. Who else from the fellowship or, you know, immediate vicinity would you guys want to see?
1: That is,
0: yeah, that's an interesting question. I like,
1: always want more Arwen. I would love to see more Arwen.
2: I'd love to see the scoring of the Shire.
1: Oh. Like,
2: if, you know, in, in the perfect, you know, you guys t- brought up what if. That's the ultimate what if that they did not do in the movies, which I'm very glad for because that's just like kicking you when you think you're up. And you're just like, oh, man, it's just like a, a punch to the gut when they get back home. Uh, but I think you do like an ultimate you know alternate universe take of like the scoring of the Shire and like you know you get your sourman and your grimo warm tongue or something. I think that I think it would be hard to sell like business wise because we have such an established canon with the Jackson movies and it, it just it ended so perfectly. But I think that'd be an interesting like one off
0: yeah i th- I think for me personally that i don't I wouldn't want to see that as a standalone thing even a what if thing um, in terms of the Peter Jackson movies, what if they had done that? Because unless you have all of the buildup to that, I think it it sort of loses its impact. So seeing it just in isolation, lacking the context of the greater story, um, I don't know if that's as interesting to me. Um, As much as I would have loved to see like what Peter Jackson did with that, um, even though you know the, one of the biggest complaints about Return of the King already is that it has five endings, so <laughs> tacking another one on there wouldn't have been a good decision. Um, as much as I would love to criticism. see his take, what's I that? Never,
2: I never understood that criticism. Like it's got too many endings. Like this
1: is the first time I'm hearing it.
2: Oh yeah, it, It's it, it was a joke. Oh, it's got like three thousand endings. Like, I, like every ending is amazing, though. Like you bow yeah. to no one, and then seeing. Like so, what are the endings that people are complaining about? Is the, it because the en- like the
0: endings are starting from like so? You have eagles rescue uh, Frodo and Sam, fade to black, him waking up, and then you have um, the coronation. And the then, eagles are
1: not an ending.
0: I think it's
2: okay. So like, it's it, I'm sorry, I'm you black. off. I no, no, it's like yeah. There's a lot of fade to blacks, and that's what people call them an ending. Is because like people didn't know how the story was going to end. So they think that it's going to end with Frodo and Sam dying to lava on Mount doom. And then it's going to end with, uh, them reuniting, you know, in the bedroom, like everyone cheering. And then they think it's going to end with the coronation of Aragorn. And then they, I think that's the last fade to black until like Sam closes the door. Yeah. So maybe like, I guess it's just fade to blacks that people had a problem with, which is like,
0: and just, if you think about the story, there's a lot of things to wrap up. So, yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, man, if if people had complaints about the uh, the amount of th- uh, things that were tied up at the end of Return of the King, the movie, uh, read the book. <laughs> There's a lot of, yes. uh, of things they have to do, and then and then the scouring of the Shire on top of that when they get back. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I think lacking the context of the overall story for me. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to see that um, as as cool as it would have been to see Jackson's take on it.
2: That's fair. Whatever. We'll go back to your you know foundation of Rohan. How
1: long have you been? <laughs> I know no, you forgot that that's know, something.
2: Know, <laughs> no respect. No respect. I got no respect. <laughs> I go out. My wife says, oh, want we got to see other people." She's like, "I don't. I don't know any Rodney Dangerfield uh, quotes." I mean, so, you sorry. could have
1: you could have fooled me. All right, all right. <laughs> I pulled off the uh, Marx Brothers with my sister the other day. It's like, I wouldn't want to belong to a club that anyone would have me in. And, and I just butchered it. But she thought I was really clever.
2: <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it.
1: <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. I can only uh, get into the members as, only As far as... Club. No one knows what that is. The, the members, members only, only? I know what
2: members only is. The jackets? Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. The, that's
1: the only one I can get into because I can buy the jacket. Can you really? No. No. I'm stopping right now.
2: No, but, like, I, I wonder... Okay, I'm going to Google that right now. Like, I wonder if they're worth anything.
1: Oh, they're not. they are got to be 25 bucks. There might be a color that isn't... That's worth something. But oh I God, love them. They em.
2: still have a website. Updated. Like, like
1: you can buy new versions you of You can them?
2: buy new members-only jackets for $88. I,
1: oof, I used to have a really nice cornflower blue one years and years ago
2: that those two words really nice cornflower blue don't go together
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, you're you don't you don't know what i look like in that you can't you can't speak until you see a picture
2: oh man i'm looking at like it's i wonder though because like you know like i wonder what a vintage like an original members only cost because i mean like yeah you, you can't you can't you can't replicate the style that it was i don't, I
1: don't know i wonder um, I mean, don't
2: tempt me. They got they got some jackets on sale for uh, $73. They got a, a $98 hoodie. Some good stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, what is it? See, eBay selling a coral one for $29.95.
2: Ooh, what a steal. What a steal.
1: I'm looking at their cornflower blue one right now, and I'm like, ooh, I might have to get you because I miss <laughs> you.
2: I'll wear it. Don't think I won't rock that thing.
1: You would look so good in them, Ben.
2: I mean, it's members only. I think... I feel like That's they're... That's the whole point. It's the, like, yeah. They, they they look good on everybody. Yeah. That's, that was Including their Including
1: James Spader. I don't know if he ever wore it, but he should have.
2: He really should have.
1: We're really jumping the boat here. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, I want to see Arwen. Who do you want to see, Ben? What would you... What would make you happy as... A, a Middle Earth boy,
2: Alex. What did Merry and Pippin do after uh, oh, after the return question. of the King? Because I don't, I don't. I'm not familiar with their, uh, their story. Believe, it's been a while.
0: <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to remember which one became like the leader of the Shire, the sheriff. Um,
2: the sheriff was that like he became the, not, shire not the sheriff. Sh- not the
0: not the sheriff. <laughs> the um, sheriff. The f- I uh, there I'm trying I, to remember. I, I thought the, he was saying big enough for the two of us because we're both very <laughs> <Sorry>. small.
1: <laughs> uh, not, it's uh, too big. <laughs> it's too big.
2: This town is way too big for the both of us,
0: actually. <laughs> uh I believe they, they became the thrain of the Shire, I think. I could be wrong on this. Got it. Um but Pippin. I, I like uh, Pippin named I like his sugar. kid after uh Faramir. Oh, that's nice. Um yeah, so they they just settle down. They, they, and that's the thing, like with with the hobbits, that they, they just kind of settle down and don't really have any more uh, adventures. I was
2: thinking about that. Um, one, uh, as I'm saying this, I want to see Adam Driver in Lord of the Rings because I want to see Adam Driver in literally everything, everywhere, all at <laughs> once. Um, like he had easily the best Super Bowl commercial. Um, but
1: the Super Bowl commercial lost its thread. Let's just be honest. It got weird.
2: I loved it. I think I, I I totally agree. It it lost its thread and got weird, but the star power of Adam Driver like drove that. Um totally. I can't wait for 65. Adam like it's 90 minutes long and it's him fighting dinosaurs. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Your, Give, that's your, the cinematic your, universe I need.
1: <laughs> your TikTok about it really made me think about watching a movie I would have never watched otherwise, because your enthusiasm is so We high. gotta go
2: see it. We gotta go uh, see oh, it.
1: Great, sure, let's go.
2: Um, but uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Adam Driver. I think it's Jim Jarmusch movie, Patterson, where it's just about Adam Driver. Uh, he's a bus driver and he writes poetry and he has like his daily routine. And it's really about nothing. Like nothing really happens. You just kind of live with this guy for it about like two hours. sounds like a Jim Jarmusch movie. Yeah, it's very Jim Jarmusch. And I'd love to see that with Sam. And, you know, bring back Sean Austin, bring back uh, the actress that played Rosie Cotton and just have, like, give me 90 minutes in the Shire of just pure, yeah. peaceful living. Like, you know, he's probably co-owner of the Tavern now, uh, of the Green Dragon. Like
1: Wow.
2: Like, it's... Yeah, just, just...
0: Da- daily troubles of and life in the Shire.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And, like, I mean, we're talking, like, one of my favorite comfort movies is Fantastic Mr. Fox. Like we can stop motion animated if we wanted to. We could do oh, live action sweet. if we wanted to. And just like we could have Wes Anderson himself come and direct it because like <laughs> he has, he does such a good job with like comfort movies, just like his whole style. Um, ASMR and I think
1: movies, basically
2: they really are. I, I The fact that Wes Anderson has never been nominated for any like technical categories like watch French Dispatch. The scene changes in those things are legitimately insane um but I I would just love a comfort Shire movie like you can put it on HBO Max you can go direct to stream and you can because like Hobbiton's still there they use it for tourists take a week off and film the movie and you got it
0: you know what that's perfect for is and when you said like put it just put it on HBO Max like that's the that's the holiday special Mm-hmm. Of, of Lord of the Rings is you're just chilling at home and you're like oh I want something cozy to put on and it's like you know an afternoon with Samwise at absolutely that would be perfect
2: and you know and you know God um, I can't think of their names but Mary and Pippin you know they would be down to just like make like a cameo like they come oh, yeah. into the bar one They're night
1: doing a show of uh, they need to do it they can't afford yeah to they not don't need to do a podcast
2: <laughs> like like yeah. about uh, yeah so uh, it's, the it's friendship like onion you, yeah. Exactly. So you know, you know they would be down to to make a cameo in there, and so I think I I, I love that. Honestly, the more I say it, the more I kind of need it now.
1: Well, in the book, Sam goes to Grayhaven
0: after a while. Oh, like, really? He, yeah. They it Fro, Frodo leaves, oh. and then Sam is like lives out his life. Oh, I in, didn't
1: know that. You didn't say that.
0: Yeah, he has like 13 kids with with Rosie or something. Cheaper by the dozen with oh, Sam. Oh, Cam
2: there G. you go.
1: <laughs> there you go. Let's go.
0: It's a comedy. We found it. We found it. I love it. Wow. <laughs> you darn kids. Oh. Uh,
1: it's like my old gafferies should say.
2: <laughs> who plays uh, in this in this version, Sam's Gaffer still around? Mm-hmm. Who plays Sam's Gaffer? Who plays Mm. old gaffer Mm. that he refers to also often. I'm
1: going to say Martin Freeman. That's how you get him back.
2: Uh, Oh, that's good. Ian McShane. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) But that that would have to be an (laughs) R-rated, like, shy movie. Because,
0: like, I think of the the gaffer. He's always got these sayings that are kind of like, you know. uh, God, Ian McShane's so great. uh, You know, these sayings that are kind of cynical. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ian McShane could it it would be a harder edge to gaffer but yeah. I Ooh, was thinking like it's so Is f-
1: Idris Elba going to be?
0: Ooh. <sighs> he's
2: I feel like he could be a great villain Ooh. just cuz like he's just got that edge to him. Like what he's if been he's a hero he's Melkor plenty- or Sauron. I'd love that, honestly. Ooh, yeah. Like oh, I was thinking you know like uh Alex has um his uh Rohan uh, Found your movie? Like he could be the villain in that. Yeah, uh, Tom one, one of the leaders of
0: like the Wayne Riders or something. Yeah,
1: we are on. We are use. We're wasting our breath not putting Tom Hiddleston in this. It's movie, very true. He's Denethor. He's young Denethor.
0: He could. Yeah, he could be a young. Yeah, young Gondorian king or steward. Uh,
2: I have Tom um, Hiddleston purely as an elf in my mind. Either. Yeah, like, no, that's totally go- fair. For yeah. good for good or bad. Like that's a. I mean. It's tough to put him as like Melkor or Sauron because like that's basically Loki. Like right. it's literally if, Loki. But
1: what if Fassbender is Denethor?
2: Fassbender Denethor for sure. Fassbender is like a man. Like like I don't know if you guys have ever seen Centurion. It's like a real Uh-oh. like just straight line uh, swords and sandals movie. And, I mean, like, it's so crazy to think that Michael Fassbender, Academy Award, like, thespian, is in 300. Like, I, I he think does the whole, we will fight didn't in the shade.
0: No. <laughs> I think he could be, uh, I think Fassbender could be Boromir. You could do, like, a, a, sure. a Bor- Boromir movie about him, like, fighting the oh, forces. of Sauron, yeah. Yeah, him fighting the, the uh, forces of Sauron. So, like, all the stuff he does before he goes to the... Um, Yeah, I feel like we're all waiting
2: for the next big Fassbender project, and he just hasn't signed on to anything. You know, granted, like what is it? Andrew Garfield, ooh, another good, another good actor. Um, Andrew Garfield is right now. Yeah, he's taking a knee, and granted, Michael Fassbender could be doing that too. But like, I feel like you know, after X Men, uh, after you know, being Steve Jobs is one of my favorite movies of all Mm. time. So like, just we're waiting for that next project. Uh, from Fast, we're gonna wait.
1: Really we're gonna stay right here in recording until Fastbender gets yes.
0: back to our people <laughs> to sit in. Uh, I one last thing that I feel I, this is a name that hasn't come up, and I feel like I was struggling with with where to put him as, but I feel like I want. It's like there's so many names you want. Where is Henry Cavill going?
1: Is he? Is he I going? Think
0: I I I feel like he he needs to go somewhere in this universe. Where do we? Like, I, cause I had him. Uh, so there, there's a. He's the car-
1: Glorfindel.
0: You think he could pull off elf?
1: Oh yeah, warrior I, elf boy.
2: I think young Henry Cavill, like immortals Henry Cavill, could. I think he's too. Like it's not. I'm not trying to typecast him, but I think he's too just ripped to be an yeah. elf. Yeah, he's like, huge. He's so like he could slim down for sure. He could absolutely slim down. Um, he puts but,
1: Chris what's uh, what's Hemsworth as an elf when he gets at his low weight.
2: God, <laughs> that, they're they're both just so massive. They're just but, like, but yeah. Chris yeah. Hemsworth
1: loses all of that every time he's done. Like he doesn't want to stay that bulky. Right.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Like I know he's got that Hulk Hogan movie coming out, and he got oh, like obscenely geez. huge for that one. Jeez. Um, but no, I I I like Henry Cavill for sure. And you know now that. They just they need to cancel the Witcher like they need to to bring they need and no offense to, to Liam Hemsworth, but everyone loved Cavill for the casting and they loved like the fandom part because he's a big, big time nerd. And so it's just like pay Henry Cavill a little bit of money, do a movie, do a 90 minute movie to close out the Witcher series and then you're done.
1: Well, yes. but that's just it. He left because was well, and speaking of the fact that he is a fan, he left because of creative differences. He said, "I know." So that's so like that would be hard to get him back unless the showrunner is gone that he initially wanted to work with. Yeah, that's why no, he's I, gone. I
2: I, 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 yeah, the business side is always gets away in the way of the creative side for sure. But just like, I just feel like they're burning money making oh, another yeah. witcher's witcher season without yeah. him like but netflix I,
1: doesn't care they're just gonna cancel you know what i mean like they they cancel shows people actually watch and they don't yeah. cancel shows that people couldn't care less about um well so here's what who's that prince that isn't in the books ectillion what's his name in the movies Crit- uh, yeah Im- imrahil it could he be an imrahil
0: oh he, yeah he could be
1: is that a waste on him
0: I mean, I think I—I I don't know. I—I I was just like, he's one of those guys who I'm like, i, I can't picture in my mind where he goes, but I want to see what's him.
1: John S- Snow doing. Not
0: Kit Harrington? Right
2: well, is yeah. that John Snow series like greenlit? Because I know the they had like a million Game of Thrones spinoffs planned, but I—I I never know like what got canceled and what didn't. I
1: don't know.
0: I, I said Matt Smith
1: needs to be there, and Matt Smith is going to be Denethor and because uh, he's freaky in the new ones, right? He's a bad boy. He loves playing bad boys. I
2: I don't know. I don't need every game. Of, like because I was going to say Millie Alcock as well, because especially her because um, she was the young princess in uh, Sco- uh, Alex is not
1: watching it. Yeah,
2: I
0: I'm oh, boycotting okay. the show. I think I'm, you're. I'm think I'm mad wrong. at George R. R. Martin. I'm just going to come out and say it. I That's don't fair. like him. I want to. I want to read the next book, man. Uh, so we're okay. never gonna yeah. get it. anything. We're never know, gonna get. I know. It. I saw. I saw a very funny picture today where it's just George R. R. Martin with this gaggle of women, and it was like the caption was like, "You gotta. Res- you gotta respect this guy. <laughs> like he's just <laughs> getting it." See,
1: <laughs>
0: uh, uh, so yeah, I'm it's not because watching. Because he any took
1: JRR's, you know, name. We really. That's right. why he's George R. R.
0: Yeah.
2: Is he really? Is that why? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. That's wild.
0: Called his shot.
2: <laughs> yeah, he see, sure did. See, then that would have been, not saying J.R.R. Tolkien, like, that's the reason why he stopped writing. If you would have said that about George R.R. Martin, I bet you that would have been the motivation George needed to finish Winds of Winter. <laughs> like, oh, God, the Fast and Furious guy's calling me out now? Okay. Yes. I'll finish, I'll finish the book.
1: 100%. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, We should okay. So we're working on our goal right now to be able to watch. Once we hit twenty patrons, we're gonna watch Lord of the G Strings with Scott Rubin, and and then we're gonna. I think we're just gonna keep that to the Patreon because that's pretty spicy. It doesn't work for our current feed, but I think that's a good next thing. Like at the next twenty five, or the next thirty patrons. What were we just talking about? I lost it. I knew it was a thing.
2: Watching Fast and Furious.
1: Yes. No casting fan casting Fast and Furious characters. I think Arsenal Roy 2K uh, pitched that idea of where do you put Vin Diesel in Lord of the Rings? Where do you put Michelle Rodriguez in Lord of the Rings? Oh. They'll say that That's thing. Great. It's a that great is idea. Really yeah. So I think that's really if, good. So like our push goals, is once after we get to twenty. Next time we get to, when we get to thirty, we'll do that. We'll bring Ben on and we'll do our fan casting for uh Fast and Furious of the Rings
2: <laughs> I like it I like it a, a lot Perfect
1: So uh, Fate close... of the
2: Fellowship but you know with oh! the <laughs> Uh
1: wait it's um uh Bombadil and Hobbs <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 um so uh before we wrap, you know and and again you know, before we leave, stop doing this podcast. Any Anything else that we, like, oh, you're going to wake up in the middle of the night and be like, I should have pitched this guy as a character. Or, or anything you're, like, really hoping.
2: I think that'll happen is, like, I'll, I'll think of, like, other actors and such uh, to, to put in this. Because there's so many good actors and actresses that, like, this could be either a launching pad Hello, or Mirren? a rejuvenation. Like, there's... Middle-earth is rife for everybody as long as, like, the, the script is good. Um, and so, I, I there's so many. But, like, I like the stories we've, we've come up with, though. And I'm really curious, especially since it's going to be movies only, where TV seems to be, like, the main medium now. Um, I'm really curious to see what movies they're going to do with this now that, like, these rights have been given because, like, the rights are so hard to get. Um I'm really curious of what they're going to do, and I'm excited for the announcements. Yeah.
0: yeah, at at the end of the day, I'm just hoping that we're, we're going to see quality over quantity with these films, um, and like we said in the beginning, I think if it's true that they are closely working with Peter Jackson, I'm fairly confident that that will, that will help ensure um, that that happens, so...
1: I don't know. I'm we saw him bungle optimistic. *The Hobbit*, so I don't have a lot of faith in him. Well, I, I
0: think I think that is a reason why they're going to bring him in and listen to him.
1: Right, <laughs> Granted, they made money, but
0: uh, I mean, they weren't right. necessarily critically well received. So we'll see. Um, we'll see.
1: Well, we will see. Well, I'm grateful that this news happened so that we could bring Ben back sooner than later. We'll bring Ben once we hit 30 patrons. And we'll do our fan casting of Fast and the Furious of the Rings. And uh, uh, Ben, anything else you're working on? Your Patreon is going strong.
2: Uh, Patreon's going good. I'm reviewing all the Best Picture nominees and probably like a a few more, like, you know, like The Whale or uh, is it Too Leslie, the Andrea Riseborough movie? Oh, the one Um, with the
1: uh, Best Actress nomination. Yeah. That stirred Uh, the...
2: Oh, yeah, that blew up the internet. Um, but yeah, just reviewing some Oscar picks as well as like, you know, current movies. I just reviewed Cocaine Bear and doing my reviews for The Last of Us, which I'll probably watch after this. Um, but yeah, just, just always working. The, the content grind never stops.
1: Is it patreon.com slash the Ben Goddard or the Ben, ben Goddard, Goddard. Sick. Sick. Yeah. Alex, sick. What, <laughs> sick. what are different ways people can get in contact with us or contribute to our Patreon goal, which is, which is we're getting there.
0: I'm glad you asked. Well, they can go <laughs> to pa- <laughs> to com slash pod of the rings if they want to help us hit that Patreon rare, goal. Rare Get the form. Lord of the G-Strings episode to happen and the fan casting. Uh, you can uh, pledge at any level, the one ring level still open, if you want that exclusive. It sure is, but that t-shirt. won't
1: help us that much towards our goal. Right now, we're looking for qu- quantity over quality. Look, so.
0: I'm willing to say if somebody pledges at the one ring level, we'll just do that episode.
1: Honestly? Sure. <laughs> sure. Like, that's fair.
0: That's more valuable. Well, it's not more it's valuable. It's a $100 tier. It's so valuable. <laughs> Look, I'd love to have uh, the, tw- the twenty Patreon goal, but if we get one person at the One Ring level, that's pretty sick too. That's
1: great. We'll finally make money on this podcast for days. <laughs>
0: exactly. Uh, we'll so we'll they in can the black. They can go to patreon.com slash Pot of the Rings. They can uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, what is it? Pot of the Rings. Pot of the Rings. The- these are all these are all different. Twitter at Pot of the Rings. Uh, you can comment on our tweets. Uh, make your we voice heard. You can. That. We should. You. Can- <laughs> We're not going to. You can also go to Instagram, uh, P-O-T-R pod on Instagram, or you can email us at podcastoftherings at gmail.com or go to podcastoftherings.com.
1: And don't forget my lovely boyfriend, Alex Mitchell, who I didn't introduce at the top of this podcast, is working his way toward a completely middle-earth themed Twitch stream that he is uh, you can donate while he's streaming any given day of the week at twitch.tv forward slash solkatu s-o-l-k-a-t-t-u and I'm Jessica Lynn Verde. Ben, what do we say here on this podcast?
0: And until
2: our roads meet again
0: <gasps> May we next time?
1: <laughs> there we go! Yep,
2: nailed it! <laughs> Mm-hmm.